1: What are the six requirements to driving with God? (laughs) I'm sure you would agree that in this new year, 2013, we could all use some help with that. Well, in John Owen's, you know, he was the Puritan's book, Communing with the Triune God, he gave us a list of six requirements to walk with God. This amazing list I feel would be useful to apply to our daily driving. Some would say God is my pilot, others might say God is my co-pilot. Well, rather than argue that, let's just what a joy it would be to see how we can use this wisdom individually to grow in our Christian here's a new word for you Bill, your Christian salty lightness. <laughs> so, I am I really am. I am so excited to share these with you. I'm so excited I can hardly wait. However, the blessing of this show is you and what you have learned from driving with God. So, we need you to share with your fellow pilgrims, you know, what have you learned driving with God? So if the Holy Spirit is saying, wow, I have something that I learned driving with God, well, be bold. Call us, 866-348-7884, truth What have you learned? What has God been teaching you on how to better drive with God? Well, here to help us out this morning, we have our very own Christian insurance guy, Bill Mixon. Bill, what you got for us?
2: Salty likeness. You got that off a cracker package? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about umbrella insurance policies and the importance of umbrella insurance policies. Why consider an umbrella policy? What is an umbrella policy and what happens if you don't have enough insurance?
1: Yeah, if you get out from underneath your God's umbrella, then you, <laughs> you need you need Bill's umbrella was <laughs> what we're talking about. So he's going to talk about that, and this is those week for insurance questions. You know, Bill loves when I do this. Rate ripoffs, questionable quotes, deductible dilemma, adjuster fluster, policy predicaments, premium pretense. Call Bill this morning, 866-348-7884. Also, This is the first Saturday of the month, which means the Jesus Labor of Love update. Jesus Labor of Love, what that is, it's free car repair for single moms and widows. Just the labor, not the parts, but for across the country. It's a ministry we do here with the Christian Car Guy Show. And I have to, I just have to pause for a minute and say, you know, on New Year's Day, I went to see the new movie that's out. Of course, it's an old movie, but it's new. Le Miserable. See, I think I may have said that right for the first time in my life. I think it's called Le Miserable. And I just have to tell you that for me, you know, I don't know that I'm over it yet having seen that. (laughs) It's one of those movies that really, as a Christian, I have to tell you, there's very, very strong sexual content. There's very, very graphic violence. However, I don't know that I have ever, you know, know, if you ask me, Robbie, should I go see it? If you can handle those kind of things, absolutely. This may be one of the most powerful movies I have ever seen in my life. And and you might say, Robbie, what does this have to do with Jesus' labor love? It has everything to do with Jesus' labor love because I have never seen a movie that so well showed the contrast between darkness and light. The evil is so unspeakably evil that they describe and they show in this movie that they live out that you see. But then the redemption of Jean Valjean and how he reaches out, and the point that he makes that's phenomenal is that the light of one little bitty birthday candle can't be extinguished by all the darkness in the world. All the darkness in the world does not outpower the light of a single little birthday candle. Think about it. If you ever opened up your closet and all of a sudden the room filled with darkness. No, the light overcomes the darkness. Light is stronger than darkness. And in spite of all the evil in that movie, what God does with John Valjean's heart and his love and his redemption, it shines brighter than you can imagine. And that's the point of the Jesus' labor of love. You see, there are single moms and widows that are struggling right this very minute. And we... You know, we have the stories every week, and and Vic's going to share those in the second segment, of here's these people, and they're really, really struggling, and they're put in a position where they can make really, really hard choices, and in that movie, you're going to see what happens if they take the wrong choices, but what a wonderful thing that Jesus can come to the rescue and help these folks in their time of need, and I would urge you to go to ChristianCarGuy.com, find out about this ministry, help us pray for these These single moms and widows are families that are in crisis. It's not just women. Again, obviously men find themselves there as well, and we we have an opportunity to work with those. So in that whole concept of driving with God in 2013, well, Bill, you look like you want to say something.
2: Well, you know, I I do a little bit in the jail, and one of the things I usually share in the jail, and you correct me if I'm, I'm off theologically here, I'll say to them, you know, if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, there are no promises in that book that's going to keep you out of trouble. And if you do have a personal relationship with Christ and you're doing your own thing, there's no promise to take care of you. There's a promise to accept a repentant heart and to allow you to come back in. And I talked to him about a mama who goes and spends all her money to put a safe fence around her backyard, and she comes out to the front door every day and says, son, I love you. Please play in the nice, safe backyard. And one day you get run over by a car. It's not because mama wanted you run over by the car. It's because you're in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong friends doing the wrong thing.
1: Which has everything to do with the point today, Bill, is... How can we drive with God? How can we stay in his fence, under his umbrella? Out from under <laughs> that other car. And I love what John Owen did. He gave us six principles, six basics on how do you walk with God. But we can going to take these to how do you drive with God. And the first principle he shared is agreement. Agreement, as the Puritan teacher instructs. The prophet Amos made it simple in Amos 3.3. 3. Can, two? here's the question Amos asked. Can two walk together unless they're agreed. So if you're gonna walk with God, one of the first things you gotta have is an agreement. So what's the agreement that he's talking about? And 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 one of the agreements, obviously, is that Jesus died for your sins. This is the agreement. If you can make that agreement, then guess what? Jesus is living in you, and whether you like it or not, you're already driving with Jesus. If you don't have that agreement, then you are lost, which Thanks to Dr. Sonny, I've created a new acronym, LOST, which is living and driving out a self-centered thought. (laughs) So if you're in agreement with God that his son died for your sin, guess what? You get to drive with Jesus, and all the other five points on this list are possible, but none of these points are possible if you don't have Jesus, Bill.
2: You know, Jesus said in John 14 and 15, if you love me, you will do what I've instructed you to do. And He repeats himself numerous times, which is supposed to be really important when he repeats himself. You know, if we love him, we've got to do those things.
1: And what the, first, the first step on that road, of course, is agreeing with God. If you're just tuning in for the first time, you're going, what in the world? Yes, this is the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. Yes, I was in the retail automobile business for 35 years, but more importantly, I'm your brother in Christ. And the Christian Car guy show, what do we talk about? We talk about people don't need to go into debt. They need to be good stewards of their money and not go into the slavery of debt. We talk about how to take care of your cars. Cars need tender, loving care, and they need a name like Old Red. And as I always say, you think about old tractors. They've been out in the element since the 40s. They're still running. Well, why do you think? Well, truth is, if you maintain a car, it lasts as long as you do And cars need to be safe and driven safely, and we're talking obviously a lot about driving with God today, which is a great way to make that happen, but there's other things you can do. Simple enough, like the fence that Bill's talking about, wear your (laughs) seatbelt. You wouldn't believe the amount of engineering that went into that seatbelt that's in your car, and they're just trying to protect you. It's estimated that Americans waste 200 million gallons of gas a week on speeding. So speeding's another thing we talk about and, and advise against here Again, this is a live show, and today we're talking about how have you driven with God? What does that bring to your mind? What experience could you share? What's the Holy Spirit telling you? Be bold. Call us, 866-348-7884. We would mention it, christiancarguy.com, all about the Jesus' labor love. And there'll be a podcast if you're wondering what the other five points are, and you've got to go into Walmart right this minute or pick up your, your son from soccer practice, which would be awfully cold today, (laughs) depending on where you live, then guess what? You can go to ChristianCarGuy.com, get the podcast. All six points are actually listed there, as well as some explanation of what John Owen had and the Bible references, as well as hundreds of articles and ways that you could be involved with the Jesus Labor Love. We want you to find us there at ChristianCarGuy.com. Now, as One of the ways that you can support the Jesus Labor Love, and we got Vic Hill coming up in the second segment to talk about how that works, think about going to ChristianCarGuy.com and supporting the places that offer the services, like Bill's Auto Clinic in Winston-Salem. And, uh, you know, if you go there with your paid repairs, guess what? That gives him an opportunity to help the single moms and widows that he's doing. So stay tuned. A lot more Christian Car Guy show coming up.
3: I'd lie awake, longing
2: inside
3: for my Father's embrace.
2: Sometimes at night,
3: I'd wander downstairs and pray He returned, but no one was there.
0: Oh.
3: Child, all alone, waiting for him to come home. My father's chair. My father's
1: chair by David Meese. If you've ever seen him in concert, it's an absolutely unforgettable experience as he describes. How his father abandoned him when he was younger, and how he reconciled that. And we're going to play all three segments of that song today, but it, it illustrates all too well the relationship that we long to have with the Father, and how Jesus shows us the way to that relationship. So that's part of driving with God, and that's what we're talking about the six requirements that John Owen points out in both walking and driving with God. And we've done number one, which is agreement. We're going to get to those other six, but first, We want to talk about our Jesus Labor Love update. We got our lead volunteer, Vic Hill, with us. Good morning, Vic. How are you? I'm great. How about you, Robbie? I am wonderful, you know, and I have to tell you, Vic, as I was sitting there watching the misery and La Miserable, (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking how blessed we are to just play some small part, you know... When that single mom in Los Angeles was crying to me on the phone explaining how she had lost her job and lost everything there in Los Angeles and she had no way to get home to her mother for Thanksgiving, she just wanted to get home for Thanksgiving to her mother. The darkness.
0: Yeah. That was wonderful how you you pulled that together, too.
1: Well, it, it certainly wasn't me, but... It is amazing to me (laughs) that that God has come through. And I love the new trend that we're seeing here uh, that that both you and I have experienced in that, number one, we're getting a lot of requests from people outside the normal network, but also that the church itself is stepping up and helping these ladies. Tell tell our listeners Uh, what you experienced up there in in Richmond.
0: Well, excuse me, I've got a little cold. I had a fellow call in, and, and both of them had been laid off. And they were just struggling to pay bills and keep food on their table and not getting all their bills paid even. And he found a job, part-time, kind of a disc jockey for a a radio that broadcasts Christian uh, programs. And so my heart went out to him on the situation he was in. I'm on retirement, and I know what it's like to take a big cut in pay when I went to retirement. So him not having the money to repair his little car Uh, even if we provided the labor, I, I didn't know what else to do, but I looked down and it was kind of like I was being guided because one of his references that he put down was a pastor in a church and it was where he went to church. So I called that pastor, uh, and asked him if there was anything that he might be able to do. And at first he thought I was calling to solicit his help for someone in the congregation that, uh, you know, that I knew about that he didn't know about or something. And he said, well, sure, I would help him. And so he got together, and he gathered up the money, and they got the part, and we hooked him up with the labor and everything is hunky-dory. But it was about using another resource, which is the church. And some of these folks, uh, you know, they can reach right out to their pastor sometimes. And we're there, too, to to help them out. So it's, it's great. And when they're really strapped like he was, then... There's, there's usually some help someplace. You just got to look hard enough for
1: it. And, and the other thing I'd like you to highlight for our listeners, Vic, and you know this all too well, a lot of our um, folks that help us with the Jesus Labor Love, the folks in Charlotte, the folks in Raleigh, the folks in Richmond, the folks in Salt Lake City, Brian Settle in, in Desert Automotive in Utah. Right. Man, these guys, they are really struggling in their business, and they need christians to rally around him and bring their paid stuff to you know obviously we we appreciate their help but if if other people would go to christiancarguy.com and see who is providing this free labor for single moms and widows and provide them some work it would make such a difference wouldn't it
0: it would and especially the friends that we call that they've put down and they're not in that dire need uh or family in crisis and if they would i mean First of all, it helps them more than anything because you and I both know that you don't always get the same story out of every service center. And if they go to a Christian guy that runs that program, you would be more assured that you would have the real truth coming through to you than if you just struck out and stopped at anybody's shop.
1: And there's the deal. So as we said, you can go to ChristianCarGuy.com. Find out all about the Jesus Labor Love free car repair for single moms and widows, families in crisis Again, there's a form that they can fill out. We send them through Vic, who does a wonderful job of screening the applications and then helping these people provide free labor. All there at ChristianCarGuy.com. Thanks again, Vic. God bless you. Keep up the good work, buddy. You too, bud. Thanks. Bye-bye. One of my favorite people. introduced me to my wife, by the way, Bill. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that to you. I, but that- I didn't. But, yeah, Vic introduced me to my wife years ago. That's how long we've been friends, years and years. But <laughs> I'm glad he's still a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I know a we, lot of
2: people that could say the same thing. We still have his wedding
1: present. We, yeah, it's a salad shooter. We use it to this day. We used it at Christmas. But, anyway. <laughs> All right. got to get to number two on the list of the six requirements. If you're going to be driving with God, what would number two be? And we're ready for the drum roll, please. There it is. Number two is acquaintance. Simply put, how can we receive driving suggestions if we don't know his voice? Right? John 1020 says, if my sheep hear my voice, I know them and they follow me. How cool is that? The God of the universe even talks to me when I'm driving. Isn't that cool, Bill? You know, I I think the
2: key is if you're not going to do what it is that he tells you to do, you don't hear him. Right. You got to be willing, willing to follow his instructions for the, the sound to make it to your ears yeah. and into your heart.
1: Well, the challenge for me has always been, how can I determine his voice from all the other voices calling out to me to quote a very cool song? His is the voice of truth. And <laughs> we want to hear the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And where do we find that? Oh, yes, it's in the Bible. Our pastor, at Calvary for years, Mark Quartz, he gave us this illustration I'll never forget. He asked a little boy to come up from the audience one time, and he had him put on his suit coat. And after he put on his suit coat, he said, now I want you to act like me, and I want you to preach like you think that I would preach. And after he got done with that little exhibition, he said, now how many people out there you think that this is me, Pastor Mark Quartz? Never, nobody raised their hands because he was just an obvious fraud. And he said, well, the reason that you, don't, that you know that that's not me is you know that's not my voice. You know that's not my mannerisms. You know that's not my heart. And he said, so where can you get that information? Well, if you read the Bible, if you spend time in the Word of God, you get used to what does God sound like? How does he act? What are his mannerisms? And so, Robert, are you telling me in order to drive with God I've got to read the Bible? Well, the answer to that is absolutely. Some of the best advice I ever received in my 57 years were from Norman Vincent Peale, He instructed me to get up an hour early every morning to read my Bible and pray for the wisdom to understand it. With that, I began more to discern the voice of truth. I found it; I could hear it much more when I knew what it sounded like. Number two is acquaintance. Are you acquainted with him? You got to get better acquainted. We got three more of these. No, we actually have four more of the six and a whole lot more Christian car guy and the whole umbrella thing. So stay tuned. If you 've ever seen and David may sing that song, and you can sit here without a tear in your eye you're a better man than me, or maybe not i don't but anyway that's it's a wonderful song, and it's just a picture of how cool is it that we get to sit in our father's chair, and what's it really like driving with god that's what we're talking about, the six requirements today, but you know this is a live show we have lines open and the Holy Spirit may be prompting you to say, Robbie, let me tell you about my experience driving with God. We would love to hear from you. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in. 866-34-TRUTH for the digitally gifted. I'd also point out that, you know, if you're wondering what the other three ways are and you can't stay it, listen to the rest of the show. It's all there at ChristianCarGuy.com as well as all the Jesus Labor Love folks that are connected with the program. All that stuff's at ChristianCarGuy.com. Now... Moving on to number three, which will get us halfway through the six requirements in driving with God. This is a really cool one. I'm so excited to share it. Number three is you got to have a way. You got to have a path. You got to have a road. And yes, if you're driving, you need a a road. So how cool is it? It says in Hebrews 10, 20, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil. That is his flesh. Sorry, you're saying Jesus is the way? <laughs> well, Jesus kind of said it himself in John 14, 6, where he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The part of this that Todd Clark, one of the hosts of the Masculine Journey radio show, another show I work on, he awakened in me was this, is Jesus is the way to where? Well, Jesus is the way to the Father. You see? The my father's chair part. Why you wondered why Robbie's playing that well? So, the the road leads to father, and if you if you're starting to see that, then by George, you know, yeah, I think you've got it. Any and and, and the opposite way gets kind of scary. It really is kind of scary. The way that John Owen put it, unforgettably, any step that is taken in any way by strength, that is not immediately from Christ, is a step toward hell. Let me say that again, It sink in a little bit. Any step that is taken in any way by strength that is not immediately from Christ is a step toward hell. And if you look at that in another light, say you take off on your way to work and you're driving along and the driver behind you starts tailgating you. Well, personally, there is no way in my own strength I can fight that bothering me. Now, I may not do anything about it, but it's going to bother me. And The the issue is any second that I spend letting it bother me is taking away my peace. So think about this prayer a second. Help me, Jesus. Guide me with your Holy Spirit. This is really ticking me (laughs) off. Lord, give me wisdom to lead me to the Father's love. You see, that's the way. The way is to the Father's love. And when he answers that prayer, I'm now headed in the right direction, regardless of the circumstances. Now, don't think for one second that Robbie's not a hypocrite (laughs) because my children, all that know me well, know I struggle here. But the cool thing about that is that that struggle, I find the end of myself very quickly, knowing I've got to go to him. I've got no way around this struggle but to go to Jesus, which is he's got me right where he wants me. I have to have his wisdom. Jesus is, in fact, the way to the Father. And when you, and if you've ever been there, when you are resting in the Father's love, As they say on your navigation, you have now reached your destination. (laughs) I'm telling you, that's it. So, what's number three? It is you got to have a way, you got to have a path, you got to have a road. But guess what? You also, in the state of North Carolina, got to have insurance. (laughs) And so, we have our Christian insurance guy. You probably got to have it in California, you got to have it in New Mexico, wherever you are listening today. But one of the neat things, one of the need insurance policies I found out about years ago is the one that Bill's going to describe today, and I'm excited that it really does fit into being under God's umbrella, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, it goes along with number four, strength. I mean, the, the, your financial strength is bolstered by having the proper protection. and one, one of the types of proper protection for people that have assets is called an umbrella policy. What's an umbrella policy? It sits on top of your other coverages, your other protection. Now, there are a lot of people dealing with 1-800 numbers for their auto insurance, and they don't know what $30,000 worth of insurance means. It means next to no protection. Uh, I had a daughter in the the hospital for seven months. We were at $700,000 worth of medical bills. A umbrella sits on top of the amount of protection you have on your auto policy. So when you run out of your 300000 on your auto policy, then you'd have an additional million. Why do you need that? Well, if you don't have enough protection and you're legally responsible, in most states they can't get your house and they can't get your first car, but an awful lot of people owe the majority of the equity they have in their house and the majority of the equity in their car. So it doesn't do you a whole lot of good to be thinking, well, they can't get that. But they can get lots of other things. They can get your tax refund. They can get your uh, retirement plan. They can get your uh, personal properties. They can get your second home. They can get up to 50% of yours and your spouse's paycheck. We had a gentleman a number of years ago driving down in front of one of our hospitals, and he ran over something. And when he got out and looked, he had run over a child. Didn't know what he hit. The child had dashed across the street. He got to court, and in the middle of the court, his insurance company got up and handed a $100,000 check to the judge, said, thank you very much. We're through. These are all the insurance that you purchased, and left the courtroom. Well, he had to go to a law firm and say, this is the situation. I need your help. They said, we'd love to help you but if we lose, you're not going to have anything, so you need to pay us up front. Well, if you ever tried to get a loan, one of the questions on the loan is, are you in the middle of litigation? There was no way to get the money from the bank, so he had to go to all his family members and friends and collect the money necessary to pay the attorney. Well, at the end of the trial, the judge says, you owe us hundreds of thousands of additional dollars. He says, well, ha, 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 I don't have it. He says, well, ha, 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 you need to sign this piece of paper that garnishes your wages. He says, well, I don't want to sign that piece of paper. The judge says, well, I wouldn't want to sign it either, but we're going to lock you up in jail for contempt of court until you change your mind. That umbrella is a way to protect you and your family's financial future. And in most cases, it's not that expensive.
1: It really isn't. And something obviously it's helpful when you've got an agent a brother in Christ, somebody that you can just call like Bill and say, man, tell me what's that involved in my life? What does that look like? Et cetera, et cetera. Well, we are still talking about what are the six requirements for 2013, but they're also for 2012, but there could be for 2018 in driving with God taken from John Owen's book. The He was the Puritan, wrote this in the 1680s. He talked about how you walk with God. Well, we've converted that a little bit the Christian car guy way into driving with God. And we would love to hear your experience. If you've driven with God, we'd love to hear from you. We've got lines open. And if the Holy Spirit's prompting and you got to have some boldness, 866-348-7884. So we got to get to number four. And as Bill pointed out, he, he he went a little ahead of us and he pointed out that number four is strength. But in the case of The Christian car guy, it's horsepower. (laughs) You know, when you're talking about cars, you're talking horsepower. If you want to go anywhere, you gotta have horsepower, right? Well, here again, this leaves me right where God wants me. Understanding my powerlessness. (laughs) Romans five, six. You see, at just the right time while you were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. And John fifteen five, I'm the vine, you're the branches. If any man remains in me and I'm in him, he'll bear much fruit. But apart from me. You know how much you can do, Bill? Absolutely nothing. You're powerless. So the more I ponder the point, the more I understand driving without God is pointless. It's kind of like a one-Robbie-Power-Dillmore-Mobile. Get this. A one-Robbie-Power-Dillmore-Mobile versus strapping myself to a zillion-billion-horsepower-supersonic-royal-mega-coach. <laughs> Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So... With this kind of horsepower, right, the enemy, he's got he's to get off the road. He can't share the road with Jesus. Come on now, think about it. So when you're driving with God, you have this phenomenal amount of horsepower. Now that, you may not think was going to be all that necessary because you don't usually pass, and I know you don't speed and all that kind of thing. But in order to make all that work, you're going to need some of number five. And number five We talk about why you should call in because number five is boldness. Now, that was an interesting one when I looked at John Owen's boldness. Really? So I had to look up the definition of boldness. You know what the definition of boldness is? The Kindle Quick definition is showing the ability to take risks. Wow. Any relationship is risky. But a relationship with God? (laughs) You could be a crispy critter in a millisecond. (laughs) Just ask Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu. I mean, they would tell you, you offer the incense the wrong way, and you're poof, you're toast. So a relationship with God could be a risky business. Uh, And I like the way, Bill, you put it at the break. How how did you say your son always listens to you perfectly? I
2: said my son's hearing is much better when I'm telling him exactly what he wants to hear. (laughs) So...
1: The good news here again is Jesus is willing to provide the needed ingredient, Ephesians three eleven through 13, according to his eternal purpose, which he purposed in Christ Jesus, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith of him. Therefore, I ask you not to lose heart at all my tribulations for you. <laughs> have you had any of those? Which is your glory. Many, many times I've lacked boldness to do what God has asked me to do. Now, how does that work out when you're driving, right? That person, you know they need in. You see them. They're, they're trying to get in. And does it take boldness to put everybody behind you upset? Does it take boldness to drive the speed limit sometimes when everybody's flying by you and you're late for an appointment? Does that take boldness? Is that a little risky? Well, guess what? All those things are when it comes to boldness just like the reason why you may not be calling this show to sh- share your story right now it has to do with fear it has to do with fear but i love really one of my favorite verses in the bible is first john 4:18 there is no fear in love but perfect love drives out fear i mean if you can let that sink into your soul somewhere perfect love drives out fear I mean, if God is for you, who can be against you? If he perfectly loves you and he's telling you to do something, is there any reason you should be afraid? Probably. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can call us 866-348-7884. But fear, right? The one who fear is not made perfect in love. Boldness, risk-taking brings our heart alive. I'm telling you, I did a, I did a show this week on just risk-taking with the Masculine Journey folks. And we talked about that if you're not taking risks essentially you're in slavery you've given up your life you've said i'm afraid i'm i'm in and and in that movie le miserable i'll say it right it's a le miserable you watched during the revolution scene everybody said they were going to help those guys out but they all hid in their houses and they closed their shades as the people were being shot in the street well folks i'm telling you whether you understand it or not Satan is shooting people in the street today in your neighborhood. And God is telling you with your boldness to share what he's doing in your life. But it takes it's risky to say, you know, Jesus really helped me out with this. It's, it's risky to do these kind of things. It takes boldness. But where can you get that? Well, you ran out of it yourself. Jesus to the rescue. Jesus to the rescue. Don't hide in your house with the shades shut. That's the thing that I, you know, when I watched that movie, Bill, I could not get over how could these people watch these other people just when they told them they were going to help them and then they stood alone. But how often do you, Christian, stand alone? You don't ever stand alone, do you?
2: Well, we got some wonderful folks coming up
1: on the next show. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure everybody doesn't get the pieces. next show, Bill. Yes, You've got to be I careful. There's I people don't. in Los Angeles and California and Albuquerque. They're like, what next show? Well, if you're on the Truth Network, you get to hear Robbie's Hobbies, and these folks are standing in the gap for other people. But you know, we, but, but right here and now, people out there driving, guess what? You've got a chance to be bold with your witness for Christ, and, 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 and there's ways to do that while you're driving.
2: One wonderful way is to get into the jail ministry in your local area.
1: Well, don't drive into the jail. <laughs> well, maybe they have drive in jails, but you know this? <laughs> but there are lots of ways to be bold for Jesus. We're driving, we're walking with Jesus. We want to hear from you. Be bold. Call us 866 348 7884. We got so much Christian Car Guy show coming up because guess what? We got number six and we have saved the best for last. As well as the last verse of My Father's Chair by David Meese. Oh, you got to hear this. Sounds inviting, doesn't it? His chair is open for all of us. You just got to give your heart to Jesus. You got to accept what he did on the cross, and we can experience my father's chair, and we can be driving with God. As we're talking about the six requirements John Owen pointed out, the Puritan, on how to walk with God. Well, we can do that while we're driving with God. And I've asked you to call in with your not with your stories, with your situation driving with god and i ask you to be bold and ev has been bold in ames iowa and i'm so thankfully called in ev you're on the christian car guy show what have you got for us
3: well in psalm 57 2 it says i will cry to god most high to god who accomplishes all things for me psalm 57 2 several years ago i was towing my vega uh, that dates somebody <laughs> <laughs> behind a Winnebago. I worked for Winnebago delivering motorhomes, and I was coming from uh, Iowa into Illinois and going down a steep grade. Well, there's a the light snow it started, and it was slippery, and the next thing, uh, the vega was fishtailing all over the place, and I will cry to God most high, to God who accomplishes all things for me. And I just read that in my quiet time that morning. Wow. And then God just righted things, and, and we're going up the hill, and the Vegas settles in right behind the motorhome, and we're on our way. But, of course, the heart was jumping all over the place, you know.
1: I do know. I know that feeling all too well. If, interestingly, Ev, I have a very similar story. I was moving from Colorado to north carolina and i was towing my wife's car and we were coming down the mountain and i needed to get in a lower gear and it wouldn't go in and so you start speeding down the mountain in the ice there was about a foot of snow and i couldn't get it into first gear to slow down and i remember uh, a very similar heart-wrenching moment where i thought it was going to be me my wife and son over the side but um god comes through it's an amazing thing driving with god how cool thank you ev I appreciate um, you calling in. When, yeah. when
3: you give the 800 number, take it a little slower because I missed it by one number, and I thought you said a four, and then I dialed and I got it right. So maybe slow down when you give that number.
1: That's great advice. Okay, I, thanks. I, I,
3: I'm enjoying your program. It's fantastic. I love it.
1: Thank you. Uh, me too. God bless. God bless you. All right. All right well, we got to get to number six. You've waited for the whole show to find out what in the world would number six be, and I said it was the best for last. So here we go with the drum roll. Number six is, if you're going to ride with somebody, right, you got to share the same destination. No sense riding with someone, right? Unless they want to go where you're going. And this may be the coolest part of riding with God. The destination destination <laughs> defies your wildest imagination, I promise. It's the ultimate yes. If you ever looked at 2 Corinthians 1.20, it says, for in him, every one of God's promises is a Yes. For this reason, it is through him that we say amen to the glory of God. This was so cool. John Owen pointed this out, that the destination, if you're walking with God, is God's glory. Now, take a breath and think about that. God's glory can lead to stuff like raising folks from the dead. (laughs) You know, when Jesus did that, it leads to all sorts of amazing stuff that you can glorify God. I mean, just ask Ezekiel. You can ask Ezekiel. Did you know that? He would tell you, God has a great set of wheels. <laughs> driving with God, we're going to see things, feel things, experience things that the rich, famous, and powerful muckety monks will marvel at. I'm serious. They'll look at it and they'll go, was that Billy Bob driving down the road with the big guy? Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you drive with God, folks can't help but notice. Thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guys show. Remember, slow down. Especially when you say the 1-800 number. Slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. And the thrill of the ride is in the curves. I'm saying it's, it's a neat thing when we're walking with God, driving with God in 2013. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for calling in. And we'll be back next week. So stay tuned.
3: You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.